I'm impelled also to write you concerning the tremendous responsibilities confronting Christians attempting to live in a sub-Christian age. Yes, I had to do that. For I had to live in an unchristian world. And every Christian has a basic responsibility to live a Christian in an unchristian world. They tell me that there are some among you, even in the churches, who give their ultimate allegiance to the patterns of the world. They want to be accepted socially. They are not afraid to be ostracized. And so they conform to the patterns of the world. They live by some such philosophy as this. Everybody is doing it, so it must be all right. And so, so often in your age, right has become merely something of taking a gallop poll of the majority opinion. How many are living like that? How many people are giving their ultimate allegiance to this way? But America, may I say to you, as I said to the Roman church, be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And may I also say to you that you have a dual citizenry. You have a twofold citizenry. You are not only a citizen of this world, but you are a citizen of another world. You live both in time and eternity, both in heaven and earth. You must come to see that although it is true that you live now in the colony of time, you must always take your orders from the empire of eternity. You must come to see that, America, that your ultimate allegiance is not to the government, not to the state, not to the nation, but your ultimate allegiance is to God and sometimes it's necessary to be, to speak out against the state in order to stand up with God. Old America, will you come to see this? of the Rappahannock River on the campus of St. Margaret's School in Tappahannock, Virginia. I am Kendall Quinn and this is the Daily Thistle for Monday, January 16th, 2022. Today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was an American Baptist minister who led the struggle against racial discrimination in the 1960s. He was a provocative preacher and passionately advocated the principle of nonviolent protests, affirming that one's opponent should be met with compassion rather than aggression. He was born on the 15th of January in 1929 in Atlanta, Georgia. He was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964 and in 1968 he was assassinated. The Episcopal Church recognizes Dr. King as a saint and we celebrate the feast of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on April 4th, commemorating his matrodom. A special chapel service will be held today with the Reverend Dr. Barbara Brehan delivering the sermon.
I hope you've had a restful weekend. In today's episode of Sisters Pride, I wanted to talk about setting a good example and what that would look like in our community. So believe it or not, everyone at our school can be a positive influence around others. And, you know, when you're thinking of a good example, you might thinking about you, that person having to be older, maybe in age or in grade level. But it doesn't always have to revolve around that. We can all learn from each other. As a community, it's our responsibility to not only hold each other accountable, but to teach others, not only through our words, but through our actions. So if some of you have siblings, you've had the experience with this. And as you all know, I have a little sister here at school, and I'm always reminded of that my actions can appear to others and how they could influence others. But setting a good example can look different differently for different people. It could be demonstrating good study habits or it could be, you know, politely thanking our sage workers after a meal. You would be shocked how many people around campus watch how we interact with each other and how we live our lives on campus. This is a small knit community, as you all know, and with that comes the opportunity to show each other the best we can be individually and as a community as a whole. So as you go throughout the day, think about how you could be someone's role model. Think about setting a good example for the benefit of the whole community. On the river today, the sun will rise at 7.22 a.m. and set at 5.13 p.m. High tide will be at 7.58 a.m. and low tide at 3.12 p.m. High tide returns tonight at 8.15 p.m. It will be sunny today with a high of 53 degrees and winds will be from the northwest. A small craft advisory remains in effect until midday today. And news from the BBC. BBC News with David Harper. A national day of mourning has begun in Nepal for the victims of the country's worst airline disaster in three decades. At least 68 people died in Sunday's crash. Search teams are still looking for four people, but it's feared no one survived. A Roman Catholic priest has been killed by armed gunmen and his body burned at his parish in northern Nigeria in an apparent Islamist attack. Another priest was shot in the shoulder as he tried to escape. Nearly a metre of fresh snow fell in California on Sunday as the US state endured its ninth successive storm in a three-week period in which at least 19 people have been killed. An avalanche warning has been issued for the central Sierra and will remain in place until Monday. The Australian Open Tennis Tournament has begun. The American 18-year-old Coco Goff, hoping to win her first Grand Slam, is playing Katarzyna Siniakova on the Rod Laver Arena. Later, Rafael Nadal, the reigning men's champion, will kick off his bid for a 23rd Grand Slam against the British player Jack Draper. BBC News. Remember, you're listening to the nation's only independent school newsfeed from the banks of the Rappahannock River, here from the campus of St. Margaret's School in Tappahannock, Virginia. I'm Kendall Quinn, and this was your Daily Thistle. As you grow in age, may you grow in grace. I must say goodbye to you now. Maybe I will not see you, but I will meet you in God's eternity. May the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with you today, tomorrow, even forever.